Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Hello, my friends. How are you? I am a little sick, so you can hear it in my voice. There's just some cruddy stuff going around in my community, and here I am. But I'm thrilled to be here with you, and I'm so, so excited because I have some exciting news for you all. So, first things, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, they're changing things up. How many of you get frustrated? Maybe it's because I'm middle-aged and I just want what I know. I don't have the capacity to go and explore, spend time looking at stuff. I have what works for me. I want to just carry on. But that's not how technology works. So I just found out today or this week from my podcasting crew that there are certain things that we need to be aware of. And one is you want to hit the subscribe button. Because the cool thing is, is that when you hit the subscribe button, you're able to get access to all the interviews. So I've been doing the show since 2006 and it's now 2019. So that's almost 13 years. This October will be 13 years and that's over 600 shows. It used to be that you could only find like a hundred shows and then it got to 300 shows. So you can get access to all 600 but you have to hit the subscribe button. It's the rules. I don't make it. And the great news for you is that in the past, I used to do a lot of interviews or I did interviews. My show was an interview show before all these podcasts came popping up and I changed my format some years ago. But I did a lot of interviews with a lot of different people. There's great content. Most of the shows are evergreen. And what evergreen means is that the content doesn't really change. What was said, say in 2009, is still applicable in 2019. And in fact, there are some people that are no longer living who are on my show and their content is just jewels. It's so worthwhile to listen to. So my exciting news for you is, is you can go and dig through the 600 episodes and go, hmm, what one should I listen to? But what I'm going to do this summer and this summer starting on June 12th, which is my birthday, we are going to do a summer special called Wisdom Wednesdays. And now this is something that I've been wanting to do for a few years because I realized there's all this great content and to get it out to you. And so part of it was I had to build a team that can help me do this because there's only so much of me. So I'm going to dig out 12 shows and we're going to rebroadcast them. We'll push them out on Wednesdays. And remember, this is what we're calling Wisdom Wednesdays because we're going to give you some wisdom from some amazing people. And I want you to make sure you're signed up to receive emails from me because we're going to send them out every Wednesday. So in the show notes, there's a link to sign up to get the emails. And every Wednesday, you're going to get a Wisdom Wednesday email with the interview. I'm so excited for you all. I'm so excited to do this process with you and to give you that. So then on Fridays, we're going to continue with the regular podcast. So each week, you're going to get a double dose. Wednesdays are Wisdom Wednesdays, me and a guest. And then on Fridays, you get me. And There'll be a lot of great content for you to then take this information and then incorporate into your life. One of the things when I started this show back in 2006, it was like I was looking for a better way. 
And I thought, well, why not ask people? And that's always been a skill set that I've had is find people who have done something that you're interested in. And so you can learn from them and get better. And then at some point I revised the intro where it was about the windows of possibility. And if this is possible for them, what is possible from you? And not from a place of compare and despair, but from a place of inspiration. Because this show was set up in 2006 to inspire, empower, and entertain. And I'm still going in that path, my friend. So I'm so excited to be offering you this starting on June 12th. And we're going to do this summer for Wisdom Wednesdays. So two things you want to do right now, subscribe to the show in your player, and then go to the email link in the show notes, or you can go to do it on the website and get signed up. Okay. The white knight, (laughs) the white knight syndrome. How many of you have this white knight syndrome? Email me, post a comment in our iTunes reviews. I want to know how many people are like, I just want the white knight to come and rescue me. Please just white knight, come and rescue me. And I can share the story with you because man, I have done my work right? I really can own my story and love myself. There would have been a time I'd be like, seriously, Corinne, you're a feminist, you're a life coach, but you don't need anybody to rescue you. Why are you thinking these stupid thoughts? Right? But I own my story and I love myself. And I just laugh with myself so often because I'm pretty hilarious on how sometimes I act and choose to behave. And this one, this white knight syndrome is so fascinating. And I watch my clients go through this and there's two ways. I have female clients who want to be rescued and they're total badasses, right? Brilliant, smart lawyers, financial people, these really smart women who, you know, C-suite executives where they are just leading the pathway. And then at times they want to be rescued. It's the knee jerk. And then I have male clients who, again, are in that logical brain, right? A lot of uh, leaders, engineers, doctors. I'm going to talk about how they struggle with this white knight syndrome on their end. So there's two components to this. So for me, (laughs) when I get into this place of an arena that is vulnerable. So Brene Brown likes to talk about the arena based on Teddy Roosevelt when you go into the arena. And I I love that because for me, my arena has always been the pool, right? When I'm feeling really vulnerable and I go into the pool to race. And then for years it was doing the radio show and or this podcast and I'd have a guest and all of a sudden I'd be like, oh my God, I'm still feeling that feeling. Why isn't it going away? And that's that nervousness. That's that vulnerability. Anytime I do something big, when I have to go into meetings, when I have to negotiate, Well, not when I have to, when I am negotiating certain deals, I'm like, I just want somebody else to go. Can somebody just go do it? Can somebody go with me? Can somebody just speak? But then there's this other voice of, they're not going to do it the way I want, right? I know the content or I know what needs to be done, or I want to be my own advocate. So I have this like cognitive dissonance that happens in the back of my head. But my knee jerk is I want to be rescued and I can really struggle. And I just like, I'm like, can't somebody just do it for me? So I don't have to do it. But the other side of me knows that there's certain things I'm totally fine with somebody doing for me. And then these things where I really want to step into that arena and be brave. I don't really want to be brave, but I want that outcome on the other end. That's when I want somebody. So again, a lot of times it can be negotiating deals. So that's an area places that I'm really afraid to fail. And because I have this ingrained conditioning of don't ever lose face, 
Don't lose face. It was my Asian upbringing of don't lose face, put on a show, be, you know, of who you need to be to be accepted, to fit in. Right. And so I was like, oh no, I don't want to lose face. I don't want the ship to go down on my watch. I'm like, somebody else needs to do it because, you know, I'm just a little loser from Loser Street, right? All of that noise. And that's when I want the white knight to come. When I'm struggling to believe in myself, or I have a client right now who wants to be rescued by the white knight because she wants somebody to rescue her, but she's really got this. So we get in our own way. So let's go back. When is it that you want to be rescued? Usually it's difficult situations and it's usually when you don't want to face vulnerability. But here's the thing, my friend, and I say this over and over here on the podcast and in Sunday Love, is that vulnerability is the pathway to the life that you want. It is the road that we must travel to get to the other side. And a great example of this is and this often happens with kids. Like sometimes they're like, oh, I, I don't know if I want to go swimming or I don't want to go to practice. And, and parents are like, my kid doesn't want to come. And I go, of course they don't. We never evaluate on the drop-off. We evaluate on the pickup because there can be anxiety. There can be like, oh, well, I've been told what to do all day at school. And so therefore, I don't want to be told what to do. I don't want to get into a pool where in the first you know, two minutes, it's kind of chilly because my body temperature is 98 degrees and the pool temperature is 81 degrees. I don't want to do that. I want to just sit on the couch and use your iPhone and not be uncomfortable, right? But that's the vulnerability. And then afterwards, the kids feel so good. So we do the same thing as adults when we go into situations, maybe it's a social event, like for me, like big parties and stuff, that's like a nightmare. So it's like, oh no, how am I going to show up? And so instead of like, oh, I need to be rescued, what can I do? How can I have my own back to show up and be brave? When you have a problem, and again, the problem can be going to a social event. For some people, that's a tremendous social anxiety. And the idea is I'm going to run away from it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to not have it. Or I'm not going to have people come over in my house. Then I don't have to face my social anxiety. And instead I invite you because what I know with my clients who even have social anxiety is that they still want that connection. They just don't want to go through the uncomfortableness because maybe it is about somebody judging them or they're perceived that somebody's going to judge them or not accept them or reject them. So they don't want to be brave. They want to be rescued. And sometimes how they rescue is that somebody will say, you don't have to go do this, right? Or they'll have somebody step in for them and go and negotiate it with. So we want this problem to go away. We don't want to be brave and we don't want to go through difficult situations. (laughs) Doesn't that sound a bit like a fairy tale, right? We live happily ever after. My favorite fairy tale, if you haven't figured out, is Cinderella. Instant transformation, being rescued, being taken care of, falling in love with a handsome prince, living happily ever after. I have my own handsome prince and I can tell you this, it's not living happily ever after. I will say in all arenas of my life, personally, professionally, you know, in my family is that I live an amazing life and there truly are shit shows everywhere. I have a great husband and there's things that are irritating and he doesn't rescue me, and we're also partners, and there are times that I want him to rescue me, and that will go into when I'm going to come back and talk about what we put upon men when we want the white knight syndrome. So we don't live in fairy tales. We live in the real life, and one of the things that I have to remind myself when I get into this, I need to be rescued is, wait a second, I like being the boss of me. I really, really do, and anybody who knows me knows that, right? 
I love being the leader of my life and I really invite you, you be the leader. You know, most of you, I know I have young college students that listen to the show and, you know, we're all at a different ages, but we can be the leader of our lives. Be the leader. I mean, even when my daughter, who's now 19 and she was four years old at her preschool, and when she was three, she did a lot of artwork. When four, she really was the leader. She was like, this is what I want to do. And come on, girls, let's go do this. And how she showed up with her zest every day. She was four and she was the leader. We all get to be leaders of our life. And I'm going to do a podcast about that at some point. But be the leader of your life. Remind yourself that you can do hard things. For me to remember, I have a sign in my kitchen that we can do hard things. It's important to remember this. And also know that you will feel so much better after you've gone into the arena and come out of it. So while you may want to like, I just want somebody to rescue me. I just want somebody to take care of me. You can be your own white knight in your life. And this is where we have to be a little bit careful because it's not about having absolutes. It's not about, oh, you're just supposed to go it alone. I, again, even when I was talking about the show and the Wisdom Wednesdays, I have a team of people that are going to help me get all this stuff out. I have a team of people that help me get the show out to you. There was a time I did a lot of this on my own, but I have people that help me and I need to also help me. I need to show up in my life. I need to go, Corinne, what do I think? What do I believe? And then show up and go do it and face the risk of vulnerability because vulnerability is uncertainty, emotional exposure, and risk. I could fail. I could lose face. People could say, oh, you're not all that. All of that can happen. I cannot get what I want out of a negotiations. But if I have a white knight go in for me and they only ask, they don't ask for exactly what I want and they come back, I could be really disappointed, right? So when you want that white knight, really it's about you not being brave and you're like, I just want somebody else to do it for me. There are some things that are absolutely fine for other people to do for you. And you have to decide. I don't want to go into the specifics of it, but what are the things that hey, you're totally okay that other people do for you. And what are the things that, no, this is what you need to do. And maybe you need to do that now. And then in five years, somebody else is doing it for you. So with that, I want to go now go into what we put upon men, right? The white knight syndrome in men's eyes. So here's the thing for them is when they have to be the white knight, right? They're not allowed to be vulnerable. They're not allowed to have the space to be messy and they're supposed to be strong and capable and never filled with doubt because we don't give them the space. And again, it doesn't have to be men. I mean, this can be my own life where I'm considered such a strong leader that it's like, Corinne, of course you can handle it. And more and more gets dumped on me. And at some point I'm like, I think my capacity is cracking, right? So one of the complaints that I will have, or one of the struggles, it's not a complaint, but one of the struggles that my male clients will talk about is that they're not allowed. It's like, of course, you know, my wife and my daughters, they want to have the white knight come and rescue them, but they won't hold the space for when I'm going through my own struggle, because then they're like, wait, if you're struggling and you're supposed to rescue me, and then you can't rescue me, then what do I need to do? And that's also why we want to rescue ourselves. And we are way stronger together as a group than when we are by ourselves. So we can lean on each other. But understanding that, you know, when we put upon other people that this is what you need to do, you need to take care of this for me. We don't allow them the space 
to be vulnerable. And vulnerability is the pathway to connection. And remembering that we don't want to put intense pressure on anybody, right? What we want to do is to be brave and to show up in our lives and to go after things and to really pursue what's in our hearts and not expect other people to create it for us, right? Knowing that we're all humans. And one of the things I think is really important with this is that we stop looking for the easy. Now, there's a difference. When I get my podcasts in a certain way, (laughs) and then Apple Podcasts changes things, that's not looking for the easy. That's like, I've already learned that. I have a system set up. Now I want to use the brain juice for something else right? How often do you get systems set up where you're like, okay, this is part of my routine. This is my system. And you just want to keep going. And then all of a sudden it changes. And I remember maybe back in the day when Facebook first came out and it first came or not when it first came out, but like, I think 2009, when I first got on it and then they kept changing stuff. I was like, wait a second, I just figured this out. Why is it changing? And either I'm not on there as much, which is probably true. And maybe it's not changing as much. I did notice something the other day in our Facebook group becoming enough, but maybe I'm not paying attention, but I remember it used to really bother me. I was like, but wait, now I've got to figure this out. Maybe I'm just not as attached to caring anymore. But when you know that it's not supposed to be easy, there's so much beauty in the mess, right? So stop looking for easy. Stop looking for the rescue. And this is really important. Stop arguing with what is like you have a meeting that's coming up and you're like, okay, I'm going to go in a meeting with my boss. I want somebody else to go and advocate for me. How about you going in and advocating for yourself? How about you becoming your own best friend and using your voice and saying, well, this is actually what I see in my work. And this is what I'm willing, you know, not willing to learn, but I hear what you're saying. And here's what I'm seeing. Is there a gap? And how do we close that gap? right? Very compassionately. Stop waiting to be saved. That's really important. Save yourself because you've really got this. We can lean on each other. We can support each other, right? But we don't need somebody to save us. We really don't. And it's really worth it because you will be so proud of yourself afterwards. And this, my friend, is priceless. And it's way better than having somebody do it for you, really. So on those hard things that you're like, oh, you know, it could be a parent-teacher conference. It could be whatever it is that you're going through. Have people to go walk through with you. Just don't ask them to clean up the mess. And it's not that, you know, there's a, <laughs> I will absolutely ask my kids to clean up the kitchen mess. So that's not what I'm talking about. But I think you know what I mean. When it's those hard things where you want to be rescued in your life, know where it's the difference between somebody having a skill set that they can take care of it. Like for instance, any projects around the house that either need to be remodeled or here's where I will hire out. I hire people to hang up pictures on my walls. I'm not joking. And I know that sounds ludicrous, but for me, that's worth it right now. But there's so many other things when I go and negotiate deals, oftentimes I'm the one that's going in and doing that myself. I will get some support and some prep and, you know, I will rumble with some people on my team ahead of time because I want to make sure that I'm clear about what's the best case scenario, managing risk, what are my points, but then I'm going to go and do that. So there's a difference in where am I going to use my energy and where am I not hanging pictures or doing, you know, fixing the house. Those are the things that I, that are my best things where I want to use my resources. So I hope that gives you some clarity. So it's really worth it to be your own white knight instead of asking to be rescued in those situations. And then you go and do it and, and then you evaluate. 
So I want you to test this out for yourself. Notice when you want the white knight. I notice all the time. I'm like, oh, there's that white knight. I'm wanting the white knight to come rescue me. And I just laugh. I laugh with myself. I don't judge myself. I don't belittle myself. I don't say, oh my gosh, Karen, you're a feminist. What the hell are you doing? None of that is allowed, right? I just notice. I'm like, oh, there I go. I'm feeling helpless. I'm acting like I'm four years old and I'm actually 46. This is something that's in my wheelhouse. I'm capable of doing it. Let's go out and do it. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to be courageous. I don't be like, but I don't want to be courageous. I'm like, yes, but the alternative of not getting the result that I want is not something I'm willing to be okay with. And notice that and talk to yourself. So instead of, you know, letting the thoughts in the back of your head say you're a fraud, you're not enough, start talking to yourself of how you can do it, what you are capable of, and you have your own back. So I want you to go test this out for yourself. All right. So recognize when you want to be rescued, become aware of what you're afraid of, have your own back, be brave and rescue yourself. Tell yourself what you are capable of, remind yourself. And then afterwards, I want you to evaluate what went well and what can be improved. And all of this is not from a place of judgment. It's from a place of compassion because compassion has boundaries and you can be fierce with compassion. I've learned this in my own leadership being compassionate has made me a better leader. Being compassionate has allowed me to be braver in my life. So I'm really looking forward to you letting go of the white knight syndrome. It's for you letting go of putting it upon somebody else to be the white knight syndrome. And for those of you who are men listening to the show and you feel like, oh my gosh, I have to be the white knight. My question is really do you? And what if you could support those that you loved but also allow yourself to be messy because the truth, my friend is we're all messy. We're all humans. And there really is beauty in the mess. There really, really is. All right. One last announcement before I go, this is your last chance tomorrow. I'm hosting the mindset workshop. We're going to do deep work. It's a small group coaching experience. It's a one-time deal and it's live and we're going to manage your mindset so you can stop the self-sabotage, stop the self-loathing, the mean things you say to yourself and instead enjoy your life with confidence and joy. Go to the link in the show notes to register for this upcoming live workshop. I'm smiling big for you, my friend. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting. Never been so wide awake